Welcome to the latest edition of our Fixed Interest podcast series, where we'll be discussing Turkey. I'm Paul Gamble, Head of Emerging Europe Sovereigns at Fitch. Today I'm joined by Doug Winslow, Director in the Emerging Europe team and Lead Analyst on Turkey. We changed the outlook on Turkey's double B- long-term foreign currency rating to negative from stable on August the 21st. Doug, what was the rationale for this outlook revision? It's largely driven by an increase in external financing risks, reflecting a number of interrelated factors. Firstly, a depletion in foreign exchange reserves since our last review in February. The large interventions by the Central Bank of Turkey to defend the lira has dented our confidence in exchange rate policy. At the same time, very loose policy settings have exacerbated external pressures and further weakened monetary policy credibility. Early this month, the average funding rate was 7.8%, significantly below the main policy rate, and with a negative real interest rate of 4% on an ex-post basis. The current account has also deteriorated to a deficit of just above 4% of GDP, seasonally adjusted in the first half of the year. Now that's due to the collapse in Eurozone demand and in tourism, but also due to the strong credit stimulus delivered by state banks. We're now seeing a tightening. The effective funding rate has increased nearly 200 basis points since early August. Credit growth is easing somewhat. And we also forecast a 100 basis point increase in the main policy rate by year end. But the policy reaction function is unpredictable and the central bank has limited independence from political pressure and a track record of being slow to respond to events, adding to the risk that the tightening is insufficient to stabilise the external position. The reserve position is quite complex. How does Fitch view Turkey's FX reserves? Well, the starting point for the rating is Turkey's low level of FX reserves relative to its large external financing requirement of around $190 billion over the next 12 months. In terms of the different FX reserve metrics, we focus more on Turkey's gross reserves, given it's the private sector that accounts for most of the external financing requirement. This is also the metric that feeds into our sovereign rating model. Now, gross reserves have fallen $18 billion since the beginning of the year to $88 billion, and net reserves have fallen to $29 billion. But importantly, these figures include FX swaps, which have increased by more than $40 billion, mainly due to regulatory restrictions relating to offshore swap markets, which have meant banks have moved their swaps to the central bank. So if we exclude these swaps, gross reserves have fallen by around $60 billion this year, which is a better indicator of the underlying trend. And the big increase in swaps and gross reserves also creates a greater risk if banks don't roll them over. Also, CBRT is now carrying significant exchange rate risk on its balance sheet. And importantly, the scale of FX interventions by the central bank has damaged Turkey's prior long-standing commitment to a floating exchange rate, which has been a supportive factor for the rating and had helped the adjustment to the 2018 crisis. How does the movement in FX reserves fit in with our overall assessment of Turkey's external finances? Well, the stock and quality of FX reserves, as well as policy credibility, have been weakened. 
but there are some important factors in this area that continue to provide support at the current rating level. Firstly, private sector external financing conditions remain robust. Banks have continued their orderly deleveraging and syndicated loans issued since March have been at marginally lower prices than late last year. Banks have sufficient liquidity buffers of $75 billion, which is around twice their external financing requirement over the next year, once this is adjusted for more stable sources of funding. For corporates, we're also seeing ongoing deleveraging, but here the external debt rollover rate has fallen to 60%, which has added to recent balance of payments pressures. But this is more to do with lower domestic borrowing costs than any significant weakening in confidence, and it's also improved the funding structure of the corporate sector. Secondly, depositor confidence in the banking sector has held up. FX deposits are still growing at 7%, and overall deposits at 25%. And more generally, the stickiness of banking sector deposits during periods of stress in recent years is a supportive factor for the rating. And just to note on the mechanics of Turkey's double B minus rating, we already subtract one notch from the model implied score for external finances and a second notch for macro policy, which we applied when downgrading Turkey last July after the sacking of the central bank governor. So we have a substantial degree of risk in these areas factored into the current rating. I wanted to broaden the discussion to get Fitch's views on some other key credit fundamentals. The coronavirus and the government's policy response have impacted growth in public finances. So how do we see those? And could you say a few words on geopolitical developments? Overall, Turkey's rating is supported by its large economy, dynamic private sector, relatively high GDP per capita, and moderate levels of government and household debt. These are offset by the weak external finances, economic volatility, high inflation, and geopolitical risk. On GDP, we're forecasting a contraction of 3.9% this year, but then recovering to average growth of 5% over the next two years, which is above the projected double B median of 4.4%. The fiscal response has been moderate, and we project the general government deficit doubles, to 6.5% of GDP this year, taking public debt from 33% of GDP to 40%. But we then forecast a stabilisation in public debt at close to this level and still well below the peer group median of 59%. On top of this, there's been an increase in contingent liability risk, mainly from the banking sector, strong state bank lending in particular, currently growing at 35%, is expected to translate into a marked worsening in underlying asset quality. We've carried out stress tests to calibrate some reasonably severe scenarios, and for example, a 10 percentage point increase in the NPL ratio, alongside a 25% lira depreciation, results in a sector capital shortfall of about 2.5% of GDP. And overall, we still see Turkey's public finances as a relative strength at the double B level. In terms of geopolitics, just to start by noting that the third of the qualitative notches we subtract from the model implied rating 
is for structural features, in particular the capacity for geopolitical events to damage investor sentiment. Now this of course is a huge area, but we assess overall geopolitical risk for Turkey as similar to our previous review six months ago. We see the underlying dynamics in terms of pending US sanctions and the potential for an escalation in the Syria conflict as broadly unchanged, although developments in Libya add somewhat to risks in relations with Russia. And while gas drilling has worsened EU relations, the extent of any EU sanctions is likely to be tempered by Turkey's ongoing leverage on the flow of migrants. The rating has a negative outlook. What are some of the potential triggers for a downgrade to the rating? Reflecting our discussion, the first trigger is if we saw more acute financing risk, for example from policy settings that led to greater external imbalances or unsustainable credit growth. These represent downside risks to our forecast that the current account deficit and net capital outflows moderate in the remainder of the year. We could also see further central bank FX interventions running down reserves, and a key trigger would be if weakening confidence spills over into severe strains in the ability of banks and corporates to roll over their external debt, or if a loss of residence confidence in the lira and banking sector leads to more wholesale capital flight, dollarization or deposit outflows. Turkey's already high deposit dollarization ratio at 50% represents a key risk to external finances. Another of our rating triggers is a serious deterioration in the domestic political or security situation or in international relations, which could also exacerbate external pressures. And the remaining rating trigger is a marked worsening in public finances. This is a less immediate risk, particularly on its own, but in combination with these other factors outlined could contribute to a downgrade. Thanks, Doug, for your insights and thank you for listening. For more on Turkey, you can access our research on our website, www.fitchratings.com. We hope you can join us for the next edition of Fixed Interests.